All right, because hang on, I forgot the best part, so I'm gonna leave the bumper here with you because actually I lied. There was a fatality, but it's my car's appendix. Okay, so what we also have here, the other parts that came off, I don't know what this is, <laughs> um, but this is a cold air intake, which well, this uh, is God insured on a flyover sport extra or something. Yeah, God ensured that um, I would hit the cold air intake during the winter time. That way we would only be intaking cold air. So we don't need this. It is just an appendix to my car. It's worthless. It is worthless. Yeah. I, I believe right here is where the raccoon's face uh, impacted my Honda Civic through my bumper. Uh, this guy is supposed to go. Hang on a second. Here. Somewhere. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, when the raccoon shoved his fat fucking face through the mouth or the bumper, took out this motherfucker and then went shooting out that way. That was how it happened. Except at 80 miles an hour. But apparently you don't need a cool air intake because it's ran fine for the last week and a half. So, or I guess week-ish. I get gas mileage. <laughs> oh my god, dog! To all everyone listening on Apple Pod and Spotify, I you you gotta go back and watch this last couple of minutes, man. Oh my fucking Christ! Oh my god! Never <laughs> <laughs> seen movie cars. They should talk like this, right? The Flyover State Sports Show is for a mature audience. It contains strong language and adult situations. We do not own the rights to any audio of the podcast. Viewer discretion is, is advised. State Sports Show, the number three podcast in all of the world with the name Flyover in the title. I am your host, Sam Long, of the Three Force Podcast, essentially is what that is now. Joined by Gavin Alexander and Caleb the Beans Ubel. Morning. Jump. It's beautiful. I'm just jug. imagining like jug. the other two. Jug. Jug. No, we didn't I'm imagining the I'm other sorry. two podcasts that have flyover in their name, like aggressively Googling to make sure that they're like one and two and not number four. So it's a close beans, race, guys. You... We're in third. We're almost there. We're going to surpass them here within a few months. I promise. Oh, baby. Can we get there? You know what? Everyone like, share, and subscribe and share. Gavin, you're on mute. But <laughs> like, share, and subscribe this podcast to all your friends, family, loved ones, and enemies, so that way we can pass all those other two Flyover podcasts, so that way we can become the number one podcast with Flyover in their name by the time we enter our one-year anniversary. In, like, eight weeks, right? Dude, that's crazy. Like, 2023 is around the corner, and we've almost done this for a year. We're professionals now. This is great. 
Yeah, I, I really lost. Really, what happened is I lost. Would fall apart. Whoa, we have too many people talking. Gavin, I I've just lost credibility for all the times that those people on other podcasts are like, I just never thought I'd be here today. You know, I've done. 400 episodes and when it's like literally you just got to show up and like do <laughs> bullshit like it's not hard you just kind of do the thing and you just talk when you like aimless things you would have talked about anyways these people are like god it's just it's just such a grind you know i'm just 400 <laughs> episodes in i just love my fans whatever and like in all reality like i'm just doing the same bullshit i would have anyways but that's okay that's uh <laughs> fuck all you guys that are number one and two flyover people uh god, we're beating you, you number gotta four. think about Oh, you know what? Actually, you we're, know we're coming for all the other flyover ass out there. We might be the number one podcast with the name Flyover and State in it. Hey, that's number one. Or Flyover and Sports. Think about that. There's I, not a lot of Surely we have to be the only podcast that does Flyover and Sports. Hey, we are the number one Flyover State Sports show, though. Hey, that's all that matters. That's what I love. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, couldn't, couldn't get here without... My, you know, my family, God, you know, all the other stereotypes <laughs> that every quarterback ever uses. <laughs> oh, all man, right, that's going to be a bad. fucking man, mess. I really don't want to talk about KU. I love this. <laughs> I, don't, okay. I can't talk about I, – I, I can't, can't do it because I, I didn't watch the game. What I didn't I watch to the game either because there was another important game on. So let's move on to KU versus Texas. Yeah. What um, is your prediction here? Because this is important. Yeah, we, we talked about. We, we gotta talk about. No, we gotta roast KU or something. Do we? No. Do we know anyone who would have watched that game that we could just invite? No, we ain't doing that. Like, okay, yeah. KU wow. versus Texas. KU versus Texas. Like, well, you know what? You know what? If we're not gonna fucking talk about KU, then uh, this is a great opportunity to say, "Hey, you wankers, we promised you merch in the summer, and then didn't do it." And then we kept saying we might give you merch in the fall, and we didn't do it. But now it's the winter, and we finally got around to it. We have merch in stock. There will be a link on our Twitter, at underscore, underscore, F3S. That's underscore, underscore, F3S. Uh, so the link will be in our description page. It will be on the description of the show, Our link, all the links in the bios and everything, whatever people on podcast would say. Um, it's all there. Just click on it um we don't make any we don't monetize off of anything from this podcast like we don't you know we do this for you guys um this for now until for now money for until it. Somebody then we will money. absolutely just buy just buy a shirt man just buy a shirt we ain't making hey, money we, off we of got it. a we got k-state stuff we got ku stuff we got kansas state chief stuff we got fake kansas city royal stuff that like we didn't actually put any effort into We'll talk about them moving later. Not moving, moving, but moving stadiums. We'll get to that. Um, you know, we got all of that shit stuff. We got the classic Flyover State Sports Show logo, too, on a t-shirt. And if it you're sucks. Gonna love the, you're going to love the way you look. I guarantee it. Didn't rip it off at all. Anyways, you won't love the way that KU played because they lost Texas <clears> Tech. <throat> That's why I'm a professional. I segue like a mall cap. Anyways. So the University of Rock Chalk, we can't speak on anything because they play at the same time as K-State. I'm sure they were fine, except for when they weren't fine. Um, they played Tejas to this week. 
Y'all looking to go 2-0 and in the last two years against Texas in the Lance Leipold era. And it is of great importance to Kansas State that the University of Rock Shot comes out victorious as a win for KU and a win by K-State will get the Cats into the Big 12 title game. Beans, please add a, like, party streamer, like, you know, effect. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> that was what he meant, but we pulled it off. Works for me. <laughs> Anyways, Texas is Texas. They are just as confused as Kansas State about if they should be good or not. Um, KU has been KU for pretty much the entire time. Pretty solid. Nothing uber spectacular. That one by against Duke, though, looks better and better each week, which I did not think would happen, to be completely frank with you. Um, but anyways, big game in Lawrence. They're going to pack the booth. Are the Hawks coming out with a win? Man, they always have Texas's number. No, they don't. <laughs> yes, they do. Well, okay. No, they past, don't. Rel- relatively, speaking, relatively speaking, over the past couple years when they have sucked, they have had their number. I don't know what it is. I don't care. Horns down. But I don't. I don't know. Quinn, the the Texas team this year, they have something to play for. Ku, they've already made the bowl game. Kind of weird. You're in this weird spot. Yeah, I actually think that that kind of attributes a lot to what we saw last week from them too. Like, I don't have any respect for Texas Tech. To be completely honest, I thought Ku would just kind of like pretty easily get away with that game there. Maybe they're looking ahead to Texas. You've like already clinched the, uh, you got the six win. You're going to a bowl game. So like now are you just kind of looking ahead to see if you can knock off some big teams to get some big wins in your season? That wouldn't surprise me. Uh, that loss to Texas Tech is kind of a bad loss. In my that opinion. was kind of a slap in the face, I feel like. Yeah, it, yeah, it really. That's kind of old KU stuff. Yeah. Like my 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 biggest question here sorry Gavin I didn't mean to cut you there. My question here is like Jalen Daniels is reportedly healthy. Does he play this weekend or are they saving him for like one of the bigger games of the year for the past 10 years, you know, for the KU versus K-State? What 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 do they do there? risk his health? I I wouldn't risk his health. I mean like what are I mean, the really, only thing you can be playing for is an spoiler for the next two weeks. Like, you I don't mean, really gain much more of anything. Unless he's wanting to play in the NFL and try to get better tape, but I don't I, think. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I think you would just want to play him, but I don't think you want to. I mean, here's the thing. You're not really playing for too much. So, I mean, like. You kind of just don't play till you're 100%, and it could be this week, it could be next week, it could be the bowl game. Um, I think for me, you know, I I don't know. I would want I'd want to play if I was him because I'd want to like show everyone how good we were when I was playing. Um, I agree with that. But at the same time, like I don't know, like Jason B. Jason Bean has been playing fine, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like with Jalen Daniels, they're in a different like scenario. They're, you know, they seem just a little different, more electric, I guess. I, I, think- I would not want him to play against Texas because I would want Jalen Daniels' rusty game to be against K State. 
because I am true. absolutely a homer and I would not want to play him with the rust knocked off. Uh, I'll be honest, the type of quarterback that Jalen Daniels is relying with his legs first and kind of opens everything up. I'm not really expecting a rusty game. I kind of honestly think that like Texas not being prepared for a guy like Jalen Daniels, kind of preparing for Jason Bean might be enough of a net positive to equal that out. To be honest, this whole Jalen Daniels thing, the thing that I want most from it is I just want a school that hangs their hat on the science that is the medical field to give me a more definitive answer when it comes to a science that is apparently the medical field. I was told to just trust the science. I'm looking for a right or wrong answer here, not a goalpost that keeps moving down the uh, rest of the season. Well, I don't know. The original report was he was out for the year. and like that, That's what is, I'm saying. I, I thought he's currently – like he's uh, been out for the whole year, so I don't know. Yeah, Maybe. but now he's back. You know, like, are we changing our narratives on the medical field? Playing. No, I, I don't have any respect for the medical field. For those of you that have uh, completely just like what? No. Here. Yeah, I no. know. It's <laughs> crazy. Gavin, Gavin versus doctors. Um, <laughs> Gavin, yeah, tale as old as time. Um, <laughs> Beans, look up if Jason Bean is playing this week. I just. Like, I uh, this is a big game for KU. Truth be told, it's a bigger game for Texas. There's no reason that Texas should lose this game. They worked on playing themselves out of the Big 12 t- uh, title game chances last week. They've already been there and done that. Play like shit against TCU. Um, I, in, in terms of like predictions, um, I don't see a way on paper that Texas doesn't just handle business here. I'm thinking like 35 to like 21 Texas. Um, this just hat every every logical answer says that texas should just run away with this so that that's what i'm gonna bank on and depend on logic but that hasn't been going to the big 12 this year so if i'm reading this like you know and this is a very quick reading which beans doesn't do very well um or from what <laughs> okay, so so from what I gathered in that short period of slow reading is that two days ago, which when this report was writ was written written yeah when this report was Roten. written Roten? Mm-hmm. rotten was Tony, when this report Tony was rotten. rotten yeah um it they said that Lance Leipold said that he didn't do much that day that doesn't mean much because two days ago they would have been resting it would have been a light day so. There's not a lot you can gather here, and that's way to call out his work effort and practice. That's like a direct shot at the man. Jesus Christ! Like, I mean, I'm sure he shows up and tries hard every day, but damn, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. It's like bad coach. Is that yeah? Jalen Daniels, not a bring your lunch pail. Bad leader. Excuse me. Good coach. Um, let's see here. He was out. He was out there, but we'll see. If I thought of short-term circumstances, I thought of a small sample size. But there, there were some flashes. Yeah, this whole Jalen Daniels thing has felt a lot like just coach speak. Yeah, and a he's lot a good of, player. Of course, he's giving some flashes. Yeah, yeah. Let Let's not tell the opposing team who our starting quarterback is going to be. Let's keep that like trump card in our back pocket, so they have to prepare for both quarterbacks. That's kind of what it's felt like this for the majority of this. If he trots out there, then the medical field was wrong, and they're all fucking idiots, and it's not a science, and I should never listen to him. Either way, it, I it win. almost feels like. Whoa. <laughs> no. What, what just happened there? What is going on here? <laughs> I have no idea what the hell is going on here. 
Oh, I, 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 thought you, I literally thought you just had a brain fart and you were just yeah. like just sitting there just like I, it looked like your brain just shut off. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> I'm just oh okay, all right. This is terrible. Skype, Skype, get it together, man. We've been using you for I think it's independence, independence Wi-Fi, man. Get it figured out. Anyway, no, so you mean it's independence Wi-Fi? I've been on the fucking calls with you for twenty episodes, damn near. Yeah, but we've never done it this late. It's the the moon positioning yeah. and where the sun is at in the world. Yeah, and... first position. I'm telling you, with my upstairs neighbors fucking stealing my goddamn bandwidth. All right. So, <laughs> what do we have for our predictions this weekend for a two thirty kickoff against Texas at the? Booth? Well, you know, KU beating Texas would really help K State, so it won't happen. So, Tex- <laughs> Texas will win like forty two to like fourteen or some bullshit like that. That's not what I want. I want like forty two to twenty. I know, I know what we're all sitting here wanting, but reality, like, yeah, no, I, you know what? Not even, you know what? Fuck it. 42 to 27. They don't even get in the end zone that many times. Um, one key to know is Texas is a god-awful second-half team throughout the season. And KU has been a good second-half team throughout the season. And a good, like, comeback team throughout the season. So, Styles make fights. This game could be interesting or... This game is either going to be super close or Texas is going to knock KU out. Just like haymaker them. You know what I mean? If KU dominated Texas, I would actually be shocked beyond belief. Yes. Yep. That's the only outcome I don't see happening. Um, I gave my score prediction earlier, 35-21 Texas beans. 35-21. All right, beans. Okay. Be, yep. be ballsy. I got to do it, man. 21-17. Man, very hot. He's play. taking hot. No, you no, waving no, the no, 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 no. It's going to be an L. Like, it's just going to feel close. So that way, like, K-State fans are, like, fucking excited. Like, woo, we're going to get one. And then it's just, like, disappointment. Dude, I swear, if KU has the lead in the fourth quarter, like, <laughs> and give the up. Oh, man, I could only imagine. Oh, fucking hate. I would hate that shit. Gavin, so, you look like realism has set in. No, I uh, the realization was the fact that we no longer have to talk about the most irrelevant football team in Kansas. We get to talk about the best quarterback in the country, the one, the only. It's Will Howard season, folks. <laughs> okay, that's it's why we're all here. That's why we show up. Adrian Martinez is a bitch. He is soft as fucking pudding. I don't want to see that motherfucker on the field anymore. I barely wanted to see him to begin with. I want to cheer for Will Howard. How about that quarterback? Gavin, let's not hide the fact that in July you were saying Will Howard couldn't be a D two starting quarterback. Hey, no, 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 fuck you! Fuck I've it. been a lifetime fan. Hold up the tape. I'm gonna search. I am searching every episode for every Will Howard hate you ever put out there. Dude, I've been a Will Howard hit. lifetime fan Read for out two and a half weeks. Week. <laughs> I'm bringing it out. <laughs> Like, I've been you, here the whole time. You know, why, you know why it doesn't bother me if you tweet out my hits, Beans? Because I never fucking believed in him. I still don't believe in him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there is that, like, that little, like, uh, we'll, we can get on to that Baylor game here in a little bit. But, like, just quickly on Will Howard, like, there is, like, that weird, like, 
I don't know. It's like that weird thing in the back of your mind. Like you remember what Dude, he was like. He's about to play a classic Will Howard game and piss everyone off. Like it's going to happen. And a lot of that can be circumstantial and we'll get over that. We'll get to that point when we talk about the game next. But let's talk about the Baylor game and like what we witnessed watching that game. Greatness. <laughs> Sam, do you I know you didn't get a chance to watch it, but like I did watch the I watched you every watched, second of the K-State game. Okay, good. I said hell with that wedding party. I'm proud of you. So I like, chose K-State football over cake and beer. I'm pr- so proud of you. That's a Thank proud you. dad moment. So K-State, um, yeah. K-State versus Baylor, what are what were your initial thoughts on the game? I mean, my initial thoughts were that we played really well on defense and that Baylor Baylor probably was a lot closer than the final score indicated. K-State uh, made a lot of big plays in the red zone and made a lot of big plays on fourth down. Uh, that That's pretty much the difference is K-State was really good on fourth down and Baylor was not. Um, I'm waiting for the – I'm genuinely waiting for the shoe to drop for us to have a two-lane game where we go for it on fourth down like five times and make it one time and yeah. then like just don't score a lot of points because of it. Um, I don't know when that will be. Hopefully uh, not in the <laughs> – hopefully not for the next hopefully four games. Um, the one thing I will say is that uh, I'm glad Ben Sennett is involved because he's our best offensive player outside of Deuce Vaughn. Uh, Gavin, do we need to bring up the tapes for that too? Yeah, we need to bring up the tapes of no, Gavin I, talking shit on Ben Sennett. Ben Sennett's one of our most reliable He was getting catchers. compared to Rob Gonkowski in the game. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll get I'll – Deuce get Vaughn was also getting compared to Lionel <laughs> Messi during the game. For anyone who watched. They pulled him up, and they were, like, the same height, but Deuce Vaughn's, like, 30 pounds of pure muscle bigger than Messi. So, um, honestly, the only thing I really want to say else about it is, yeah, Adrian got hurt, and he's going to be out four to six weeks, which, honestly, from a running standpoint, I think hurts just in general because – from a dual threat standpoint, yeah, you can argue, I was gonna say. you can argue that the run game opens up because the passing is a little bit better. You can make that argument, and I will hear it. Yeah, um, I don't think necessarily the quarterback play in terms of arm like actually decreases by much. It actually might increase, uh, just based on how Will has played. So I think that's not a huge deal. And also, Will made one of the fucking. I don't think I've ever seen a K-State player fit a ball in between three defenders like Will did on that play. I thought he got that shit picked off, but he did not. He ripped that bitch in there, and that was nice to see. But it's not all sunshine and roses because Kobe Savage is out for the season, and that yeah. fucking sucks. And that I think hurts. That's a, I think that is a way bigger loss than the media will cover. I think the media is pretty focused on Adrian Martinez getting hurt. When in reality, Kobe Savage being out for the season is actually a massive deal, especially considering that we play five DBs. So it will be interesting to see what the defense does in terms of like replacing Kobe to the best of their abilities. I don't think it's going to quite be the same defense, but I mean, Kobe was just a really good player, and we'll see. He is, he is, and he's very hard to replace. Um, Give me one second while I look at that secondary. I'm trying. I I was trying to pick who 
replaces him, and I couldn't think of. I know because like Brents is like that weird player. Like he could play back. Yeah, but I want Brents at corner. I don't want to. Brents... I like Jacob Parrish as like a rotational third corner. I don't know who the other safety is. You know what I mean? So you got Cheatham. You have a. Uh... Hang on. I mean. You got Cheatham and Hayes at safety, but who's the other safety going to be? You got Hayes, Savage, Sincere Mason? It, it might be Sincere Mason. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of... We can, Again, it's a big hole. Um, it is. One that could be rectified if we go to a 4-3 uh, defense. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the answer is just to go away from playing a third safety. Third, yeah. Just I, I would suggest playing a linebacker. I would suggest just playing a legitimate fourth linebacker, but I don't think we have four linebackers. No, because yeah, 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 we're kind of like our uh, yeah, Kobe Savage. What was his actual injury? I just assumed it was an ACL tear, but I don't actually know if that's right. I thought that's what it was too. I didn't ever hear like an official. I, I didn't report. actually hear about it. So th- that's really more of my takeaways is Kobe Savage got hurt and that kind of dilutes a really big win. Um, but one man does not a football team make. And while Kobe Savage is very good, um, we can definitely, I don't want to say plug and play him because that's not true, but the defense doesn't revolve around Kobe Savage. The defense revolves around, you know, everyone coming together into a fist, whatnot. So, again, as long as someone can kind of replace a little bit. Yes, Gavin, I see you mocking my hair. I haven't cut my hair since, like, the middle of the season, by the way. So, Gavin, what were your thoughts on the game? Uh, So, I'm glad you asked, Beans. Um, So, first, I'm not a uh, hater like Sam. Uh, I think Will Howard oh, has been one of the greatest storylines of K-State football this season. Um, and a, fucking like, bite me. From <laughs> a truthful standpoint, um, everything I said about Will Howard before was objectively true, given Will Howard. And I basically, I've came on here and said my thoughts over and over on him. Uh, have a immense amount of respect for the dude. I was not the only one talking shit on him. He deserved every single bit of it. He was playing at like division two quarterback level and he could have transferred out. He could have left. He could have just got injured and not wanted to play and done everything that Adrian Martinez has done since he got here. Or he could just hang out, get better, wait for his opportunity and then fucking knock his opportunities out of the park. If you Google Will Howard, this is the first picture that comes up. So it's just, (laughs) That's the guy that I want to cheer for. That's the that that's my quarterback, okay? That's the guy. I don't want to like come out here with these narratives as a coaching staff so we can protect protect our precious transfers relationship status. I don't give a shit about a reject from Nebraska. I want our K-State born and raised, our dude that's been here forever and just put his head down and got better and has just not looked bad at any point this year. I want him to be our quarterback. That's the guy that I want. I think it's been a great story. Um, In terms of the rest of the game, um, or I guess the rest of things, I do think at this point that the team does play harder for Will Howard. I think it's easier to to root for Will Howard. I think it's pretty obvious. There's a 
different energy of the team when Will Howard is a yeah. quarterback, similar to how when we're in the when we're in the stadium, Adrian's getting booed off the field and Will's on the sidelines. Like it's just in, in my opinion, it feels like there's just a general energy. I mean, around I've heard season. Will Howard get booed off the field before. For uh, yes. Now, uh, has he been booed off the field this season, Sam, after he's worked hard and got better? Exactly. Um, so, so, go ahead, Beans. No, like, Dude, I, I, okay. Brought, Whatever. You you brought up a good point there, Gavin. Like the team does. It seemed like you know when we we're watching the Baylor game, like there was always like that little like kind of how like how we talked about with like Daniels or, or uh, not Daniels, but you know you, we there's like this little thing in your head, like you know, like I don't know if we win this game with Adrian. Like it's, you know, it's always like a, not like a 50, 50, more like a 60% chance. We win 40% chance. Like we're going to fuck it up. And like when Will Howard came in, it's like, you, you said it best, like the energy changes, the team plays harder for him. And then that sways to like 85 and then whatever the other number is like, it it was, it was, yeah, that number. The players in this locker room have been here. They've watched Will get booed off the field. They've seen him play bad. He's been put in a terrible situation. Every single thing that all the old heads would have said for the first two years of his career. And they also watched him apparently just continue to work at it, get better. I imagine that every single person on that team appears to have just a like massive amount of respect for the dude. Um, and right, rightfully so. When he's at quarterback, yeah. Deuce is more effective. The offense hums better. Apparently, he makes Ben Sennett the next Rob Gronkowski. Um, <laughs> from from a Ben Sennett standpoint, I do appreciate the way that we've changed his usage. I like lining him up yeah. at tight end and using him that way. I don't like lining him up at X receiver and asking him to win on the yeah, outside. Okay, I, I agree with that. That's yes. always very um, No, it I, creates a mismatch. Yeah, Shut yeah. the fuck that, up. <laughs> that was my problem with how we were using Ben Sennett earlier in the season, was very vocal about that. I'm perfectly fine if we want to put him at tight end, give him a five-yard dump off, and let him break three tackles against But the, the thing corners. is, like, none of his catches are, like, five yards down the field. They're all 10 and plus. Dude, he's downfield, man. He's a, he's a vertical threat tight end, yeah, apparently. That, that, it's crazy. Uh, like, back shoulder throw that uh, we completed to him made no sense. Like, that was no, the point I gave up. I Yeah. That's not worth it's not worth questioning. There's it no laws of physics. Gavin. Yeah, I I mean we've literally watched him <laughs> and I made fun of him going up to high point a fade route from the like outside against press coverage this year. And like it wasn't even close because he fucking Ben sent it. Now he yeah. did it again. He also did it from a narrow alignment on like a wheel route from tight end, which is really fucking weird. And apparently that works. I don't yeah. know. Um, I, I remember like watching Ben Sennett at the beginning of the year and I was like, why does this guy make a difference? Like compared to Sam Wheeler or like even Jack Stanine, I was like, what is the difference here? And now I see it. I, yeah. Yeah. I, wait, I was like, where the fuck's Jack Stanine? And it's like, oh, this guy just stole his job. Apparently. Yeah. I do think that he's like uber athletic for his size and he does create some like cool things for us. I'm just glad that we've moved on from the fact that like, he's probably not an X receiver in college football. Like he's not Quentin Johnson. We figured it out. Like now we can use him correctly. Um, the like some things up. I'm happy that, uh, that Baylor game made me so happy where we were talking about it on here. It's a decade after the 2012 Baylor game. We went out there, kicked yeah. their ass. Um, it just makes you me happy. That, to Baylor. I, I hate Baylor. Go ahead. Somebody. He's Anybody. fine. Anyway, so like, but the, uh, real quickly on that, 
on that Ben Senate thing. Like whenever we had him out at X receiver, like that put a receiver off the field. Like we no longer had Cade Warner or Brooks or Knowles. Like we had to eliminate. Now you put him at tight end and it puts our athletic receivers on the field. And it's crazy. <laughs> Can we just like acknowledge the fact that instead of like, we have this like very one-dimensional offense that can only run the ball. We're incapable of passing. And like, yes, part of the problem is because we have a fullback playing X receiver. <laughs> the other part of that problem is probably because the de- do you think the defense is honestly sitting there saying, "Man, we gotta have safety help over the top with Ben Sennett. Like he's just gonna run away from our corner." Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure they were safe to just stack the fucking box. Jesus Christ! Yes, um, the you coaching staff that couldn't. Like- the coaching staff what? that couldn't figure out our punter was our best kicker on the roster. Yeah. Um, also took them the whole season to figure out that our fullback was actually a tight end. That was actually not an X receiver. Um, we're here. I'm glad we're here. Uh, yeah. Those, those are my thoughts on the game. I. It feels like it felt like at the beginning of the season, Colin was just like, okay, we're going to like run the Bill Schneider offense because like, that's what we do mm-hmm. here. And then, like, the moment – at the Oak State game, basically, the moment that, like, Will Howard, like, started playing, he just, like, thought to himself, but what if we didn't? And then it, like, completely changed the entire offense. Ben said it's a tight end, and Will Howard slinging the rock everywhere. Um, Two things before we get to predictions on my end. One, our receivers are currently making easy plays, easy catches on critical third downs which is something that did not always happen throughout the history yeah. of home state football. Um, Philip Brooks is looking the ball in on third and four and catching it six yards beyond the line of scrimmage to get a first down. And then it same with Malik Knowles. Um, I will say to give Will some credit, um, Will Howard gets the ball out in a reasonable amount of time. I'm starting to think that this is why he's so much better is because his release is, I don't know if it's quick, but it's like a lot quicker, quick, quicker than Adrian's Adrian. Like I started like actually watching his throwing motion or whatever. And like, it takes a long time. I, yeah, I agree with that, but we're talking about the difference in like, a half a second at most when like the time to start the throwing motion the time to start the throwing motion is like three and a half seconds different between no but okay gavin but the thing is a half second of football is a long time holding the ball in the pocket for four seconds is also okay gavin but that's not the point though it's not like will doesn't fucking hold hold on the ball he doesn't he does still like he doesn't i mean adrian like whatever we can have a different discussion about this a different day but like the thing is is when you start your throwing wind up and it's a half second like and it's a half second short or longer like that gives a half second more for a safety to break on a pass like will just gets it out like pretty quick whenever he decides to throw it somewhere um anyways score projections k-state's playing west virginia at morgantown one o'clock espn plus Morgantown is a weird fucking place to play. Um, West Virginia, the last three home games, has beaten Baylor, lost to TCU by 10, beaten Oklahoma. Weird place to play, tough environment. 
morning game, though, 2, two o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, Loddick State for K-State. Loddick State for uh, West Virginia, too. Neil Brown coaching to maybe keep his job. West Virginia still bowl eligible if with a win or seeking bowl eligibility with a win. And they have a new quarterback. His last name is Green, isn't it? Something like that. I, I watched him a little bit against Oklahoma. Can't honestly say I watched a lot. I was stressing about uh, the K-State game. So, anyways, gentlemen, what do we think? Go ahead, Beans. So, we talked this weekend that K-State just needs to win one. I hope this is the one. Like, I, I, I we talked about well, how we, we just – probably need to win two. If tech, I mean, if Texas wins two, tech, we got to win two. Technically, yes. It would be nice if we could win out and, you know, secure it. But it's one of those things where, like, it, it might not happen. I want this to be the win where – that we leave no doubt and we just pumble their dicks in the dirt and we can go into KU feeling tall. You know, if we lose this, it makes that KU game look a little bit more stressful. A little, a lot. <laughs> yeah. A lot. <laughs> Gavin. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be that guy. I don't trust, trust our coaching staff not to look ahead to our Super Bowl next week. Um, Ooh, yeah, same here. Um, and like for all of the people that are sitting here, like, oh, you're just saying that because the two lane game, we were literally saying before the two lane game that we didn't trust them to not look ahead to our other Super Bowl that is Oklahoma. Um, I've already done that once this season. This coaching staff has a history of doing that. I'm very scared. Um, with a Heisman contender at quarterback, you'd hope that we could possibly put it together and like figure it out, but I've <laughs> I'm I'm just concerned. Um, truthfully, I I don't think that uh, I'm just hurt. I'm ready to be hurt. I'm gonna go like 24, 20. Well, we're not 24, 20 West Virginia. Oh, you did it! Yeah, I'm ready to be hurt again too. Um, I actually think Will Howard turns into a pumpkin in this game. Personally speaking, I think that's kind of the biggest issue. Uh, it's okay. No we can just blame our offensive coordinator again. Um, I will continue to blame our offensive coordinator for the two-lane game. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, I will. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm ready to be hurt again. K-State doesn't make a lot of sense, so you have to kind of think outside of the box. That means that this game's a loss, and KU is a mortal lock for a win because reasons. At that point, you're kind of just hoping that Texas, you know, beats <laughs> – or it gets beat by Baylor and or KU, and then you just beat KU and you're good. Um, I don't know. Every time it feels like I think, oh, we could go to the Big 12 title game, we get we lose. Or anytime I think, oh, we could go to like this bowl game, we lose. So you know what? I've thought about it, the Big 12 title game, at least once this this week. So therefore, we're gonna lose. Give me West Virginia like uh 28, K State like uh 21. God, you guys did it. Okay, so yeah, we did do it. Why? Why should I believe in this team? What is okay. what is the reason? I, you know, if we would have if Texas would have won against uh, TCU, I'd be picking K State this week because K State. I I read this on Twitter. K State currently controls their own destiny, and that frightened me because K State could. K State is like the uh, dude in the infomercial who carries around all the fucking things and just drops them like a goddamn idiot. We're a fucking infomercial guy. We're goddamn idiots. 
We can't ever just do what we need to do. So I don't no. believe. And I'm going to be crying in Las Vegas. That game is at night or at 11 in the morning in Las Vegas. My day is going to be ruined. No, I agree. But, like, I want to do it because I'm a homer and I like K-State and everything. I'm just going to – it's going to be close. I will be the first <laughs> Elite one reasoning. that I want K-State to win with all of my passion, all of my heart. I know. I want it. I need it. I've confirmed that I will be going to Dallas if we make it. And I have no reason to believe that we'll make it to Dallas because K-State has done one thing to me or two things for me in my entire life. Made me very happy on specific occasions and kicked me in the goddamn nuts almost every year. No, I agree. But I'm going to be a homer. K-State wins. It's going to be tight, 24-21. And I kind of want to talk about, like, the weird, like, scenario we're in in the Big 12 for second place. So we talked about it. Like, we're in this position where KSU beat OSU but lost to Texas. OSU lost to KSU but beat Texas. And then Texas lost to OSU but beat KSU. So there's, like, this potential of a three-way tie here. And, Sam, what's the tiebreaker there? Believe it is point. Well, okay. So the tiebreaker goes head to head. Um, yep. Obviously, for um, any two teams, if it gets to three or more teams, then I believe the next tiebreak. So it, if it's three teams or more, um, if you've beaten two teams in the three team, then you win. So, like, if K State ended up tied with Oklahoma State and Baylor, they would go in because they beat both those teams. Um, if there's. I don't know exactly how the tiebreaker works, like in every facet of every level, but if it's three or more, you take your record against the rest of the conference. So for a four-way tie, like you could get a winner winner out of that. For a three-way tie where everyone beat everyone once, uh, that doesn't fucking yeah. matter because you lost to all the fucking – you lost – you have the same conference record. So then at that point, the uh, point differential is the final tiebreaker, which is really fucking stupid, but it is what but it It does help us out that we put 40, what, eight up on o OSU. So that helps so us out. I think out. it's total po point differential, I believe. Oh, over all your games. Right? Oh, crap. Um, otherwise, Man. like that tiebreaker would not matter. We'd already have it. I thought it was within the three teams you're tied with. I, I genuinely don't know. You okay. see, I'm not sure. I didn't read it all because it is for nerds. Yeah, I sent you um, one picture of something to read, and you're like, I'm not reading that. Okay, I sent you the Big 12 Conference bylaws. So and I didn't read it. So. <laughs> Anyways, um, basically what that means is K-State is in prime position, kind of, for like a high school football playoff like tiebreaker, if you've ever played high school football in Kansas, um, to where they're the last game of the day. So if they're gonna end up in a fucking three way tie that's gonna be broken by point differential, they know they're gonna know how much they have to beat KU by in order to yes. make the Big Twelve title, which is gonna be a that is gonna be what a heck of a that's gonna be a crazy fucking game if that happens that way. 
Yeah, scoreboard watch. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking stressful. Let's not do that. Let's just win the next. Just, let's just win it out. Ku beat Texas, please, and we're fine. We're fine. By the way, uh, saying this live on podcast so that way you know what? Nope, I'm not gonna say it because if I say it, it won't happen. Fuck that. Um, okay. All right, we can talk Chiefs. Uh, who do we even play? The Jags? Don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. Chiefs won. Can we move on? I'd like to. I'd like to talk about the game a little bit, guys. Go, go ahead. I I'm gonna change my laundry because this game was irrelevant, other than the fact that it cost that one dude like sixty six thousand dollars. What? There was a there was a bet where a guy had like exact score Broncos versus uh, Titans, and he got yeah. that score right. And exact score Chiefs Jags, and he got it right except for one point on the Chiefs because Butker missed that extra point. Oh wow! So like, I, it was what it was like fifty bucks when it's like sixty six thousand dollars, and he Holy lost. Holy crap! That yeah, Chiefs Chiefs good, Jags mid. Christian Kirk made me win my fantasy game. That's all I really care about. Yeah, but the game. I'm gonna change so like, my laundry. I agree with what Sam there said. There, like it, the game. The game felt further than what the sh- uh, score sheet indicated. Like, there's a lot of things where the Chiefs shot themselves in the foot at Dave Tobe special teams. Um, I and I kind of want to rant about that a little bit, if that's okay with you, Gavin. Yeah, no, I was gonna say I thought it was a Sky Moore problem, but then it turns out we just, no, it's uh, a every it's a it's an everybody yep. problem. Nope, I like, thought we just dump on the rookie, but no. So like, my thing is like, it's not just like you mentioned; it's not just Sky Moore. It seems like every player is doing this, and that's kind of concerning that we're teaching players this, and they shouldn't be because, like, Kadarius Tony did it. How many and how many muff punts where the defense just wasn't there yet have we had as well? Where they like you're just able to pick it up because there's nobody around you and then take off. Like I've seen two of those from McColl this year. Like it's just yeah. There's so many miscues on special teams. It's incredible. And, and you would have never thought about like Kadarius Tony yet. Oh, kind of, but like we're talking about special teams because like Tony better fuck McCall send that man packing. We'll get there. I want to talk about <laughs> that for a little bit. I want to drool all over that here in a second. But like my thing is like with the whole special team situation, like these are starting to add up. You know, Butker missing a field goal. Granted, he might not be fully healthy yet. We don't know. You know, Jody Fortson fumbling. Um, people missing their key blocks. People are trying to return a ball at the one yard line when their toes should be, you know, like what's, what are we doing here in regards Being to an idiot? They, they, that's exactly right. And it makes you wonder, like, did Dan Sorensen make a difference on special teams? You know, did Marcus Kemp, no. make a did, or did these like Maybe. smaller guys, Dan, Dorian O'Daniel, did they like actually make a Maybe. legit difference on these assets of the game to where like, it's starting to add up real quick and it's going to hurt I'm gonna be us. honest. If you're too stupid to play special teams, that's on you. And I, I'm wondering, are, are, do we have these guys? What's going on? So like, the, so this, this problem's twofold. A, I don't think our coaching staff is like playing the correct people on special teams. Like we, I've seen Isaiah Pacheco catch so many fucking kickoffs with no problem, but we just refuse to put them on punts. And it's like, this guy can field kickoffs. Like, I'm imagining that fielding punts has to be, like, a similar skill, and we have nobody that can field a punt correctly. Like, the fact that that dude hasn't been back there to field punts just boggles my mind. And the second part of that is when it's a consistent problem from every player across the board, 
it's got to go on coaching. Like we just look completely unprepared, completely undisciplined, like completely just not just not ready at all on special teams. Um, that said, like I don't want to rail on our coaching staff too much because obviously our offense is still being just fine in a year when offense is down, defense is doing better than defense has done for years, like all that. Like special teams, relatively speaking, it's an okay problem. But I yeah. agree, James. It's going to come back. But same thing we're talking about with problems with K-State football. It's not a big deal when you're playing Jacksonville. But later in the year, when we get into next the week, playoffs. When next we're playing, week, we play the Chargers. It yeah. could it, it could haunt us. And yeah, Chargers snake. Fuck I up. know, but like it's something like that where it's like a divisional game. 35-21. Bang, Okay, bang. well, we're not right there. Now, right down. We're not I'm there. Okay. I'm checked out, dude. I don't give a fuck about Jacksonville. I I don't know. There's a lot that you could read within the tea leaves on that game. Dude, My, no, I know there's a ton. I don't think we learned anything. I think that our team no, showed up and won a game. Like, I don't, you know no, what I mean? From like, a, from an analytical standpoint, like watching that game, you know, I texted you guys, like, I was like, Oh, our run game is first down Clyde Edwards Alaire, second down Jet McKinnon, third down Pacheco. That was not true false. though, because Clyde that was get a carry. One, yeah, I know. He only had four carries that game. And I that was just one drive where I just happened to see that. And I was like, oh, this is just happening repetitively in the game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> like Pacheco did, Pacheco was taking all the snaps. He had what 16 carries for 85 yards? 16 carries for 80 some yards and a fumble. I yeah. don't know. The That's fumble. You know, after that fumble, we can talk about the offense here, like, and then we can move on to the defense after that. But the off- on the offensive side, like, after Pacheco fumbled the ball, I was expecting, like, kind of like him to be, like, you know, grounded, you know, a little bit. Like, yeah, we're not going to play you for a little while. No, they gave him the ball the next drive. <laughs> yep. That's, and, that's, a gr- that's a great move by the coaching staff. In a, in a similar way, yeah, I'll just I'll stop there. Yes, it uh, great move by the coaching staff. Way to give the player confidence. Like, we still believe in you. Obviously, at this point, it appears that, like, we've finally just passed the torch on from Clyde and it can hopefully be done with Clyde. Um, it I still, mean, like, boggles, it still boggles my mind. We still have Ronald Jones just hanging around, too. Uh, I know, yeah. Like, doing nothing. Um but he's just I, out there doing nothing from, from a like, offensive standpoint, like even regarding this game, like just pointing out the fact that offense across the league is down as a whole right now, like Buffalo struggling right now with turnovers and everything Op, like offenses across the league are struggling and the Kansas city offense without Tyreek Hill does not miss a beat. And that to me, and I don't think anybody would argue with this like a hundred percent goes on just like the incredible job our coaching staff does. I don't think we run a real NFL offense. I don't think anybody else in the NFL could pull off what we're doing, but Patrick Mahomes and this coaching staff just make it work. It's incredible. Let's appreciate it while it's here. Andy Reid's probably not going to be here forever, but like truly maybe one of the best offensive minds that like I've ever witnessed in football. It's just Amazing what we do on a weekly basis. This was a down week for us, and we took oh, yeah. care of business easily against Jacksonville. And mm-hmm. like with that, I, I I hope Juju doesn't miss any time. Uh, fuck you, Cisco. Sorry, I yeah, have to say it. That, that, that was that that the the first hit he was head hunting. The second hit was out, second out hit of, was accidentally legal. No, fuck. no, yes, no, no. I don't know. That, he made a dude, play on in slow mo. It looked like he went for a header. Both of his tackles were leading with his head. 
Yes, but he missed the second time, so it didn't matter. Oh, okay, I see what you're but saying. But still, the 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 initial the intent process, was there. The intent, and that's yes. what pisses me off. Like, mm-hmm. I get it. You do it once, like it happens. Like, I, I love big hits. I love them. I love, you know, I loved Cisco coming out of college. I was like, man, that guy's a good safety. I wish the Chiefs could get him. I said that. And then, like, for him to go out here and do that and then do it again without thinking there's going to be Probably any questions, bro. It really pissed me off. Like, that's just like you aren't that, – so, that's just a death wish right there. So I, I, I agree with the no call the second time because there was no penalty there. The intent was there. Yes. He should have been ejected after the first hit because that was absolutely just like targeting, leading with your head, malintent, blah, blah, blah. Like every single reason yeah, that, that was there. really bad. There, there is no uniformity in the NFL anymore. And I don't know. Really, and it, and it pisses me off. And I know it's easy to say, Oh, ref bad. I can blame the refs every time. I hate that. Cause I officiate too. I hate blaming refs. Well, that but just makes there, you an idiot. Beans. I know, but there is a point where like, you have to be consistent with these calls, you know, from being in a game in Munich to being in the game in Kansas city. Like, the officials have to be on the same page here on what is the right call. And it's, it's a constant battle for the NFL. And I understand, but just like there's a hundred plays in a game and like anyone can drastically change the output out, like the output of the game. Um, and a referee can have a direct impact on that with that. You just like, as a league need to at least give the illusion that you're trying to be consistent. And the NFL struggles with even that sometimes. Like just like, again, concussions are a science, like the medical field, like it's a science. We understand all of this stuff. Um, But also concussions are different player to player. Helmet hits are different player to player. We officiate it different player to player. That just shouldn't be the case. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, is if Tom Brady got hit with a hit like that, or even Pat Mahomes or just really any quarterback, like that player is getting ejected, but you know, it's just kind of like, Oh, sorry, you do like, you're not a quarterback. So that doesn't count. No. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Like what the fuck? Um, and last thing, I mean, I don't really have much for the defense other than they look good. Um, but like Kadarius, Tony, like, I do want to talk about this for a second. Like that dude is a fucking fiend. He is an absolute what did I call him in our group chat? Me- I dickhead. didn't call him a menace. What? A dickhead? <laughs> no, I didn't call him a dickhead either. I don't remember what I called him. He- but he's a menace to society. For for catching that touchdown along the sideline, then hopping off one leg to yeah, just like score just... that touchdown. It was absolutely just clownish behavior, savage. and I loved every second of it. That, that dude's our new Marcus Peters. But like with him, like sorry, but by me, Cole. I don't. The fact that he's been in this offense for two weeks and we schemed why him the we way got we schemed him, him, so we didn't have to pay Michael. The way we've schemed him is exactly how we use Michael Hart. Like, like what I text you guys. I just want Kadarius to be a better wide receiver, better version of Michael. He's already done it. He's already surpassed Michael, in my opinion. Gavin. So, I, I understand. From a football standpoint, I completely agree. This is all correct. The one elephant in the room that, like, I do want to address with this stuff, and it's, like, similar to essentially, like, my, like, draft evaluation on a player like George Pickens, where it's, like, 
the talent is not a question. Like I don't, I don't, I'm not concerned about that. He's going to be fine. He's going to work in the NFL. Kadarius Tony, obviously, you can just see it. Like on a field, uber talented. All of it's there. The guy changed his glove positioning mid route. That is awesome. Anyway, sorry. But this is absolutely the type of player that like is going to bait us into a contract and then never care. This is the type of player that before a big win is going to get in legal trouble. This is just the type of player that a, I don't want to like have to cheer for. And then B like also the type of player that is just like somehow in the future going to burn us because I just don't really trust him. You can't bank on that. That's super inconsistent. You never want to just like throw someone's character out like that. But it's also a part of the player evaluation. It's a part of the person evaluation. And that's just like a that that's part of Kadarius Tony at this point. Like that's that's in his past. It's there. And um I I want to be cautious of it before we just like buy in and just throw money at this dude. Like lock him I, down. Uh, you know, I don't know if we're actually gonna throw any money at him. Um, this dude, Kadarius is probably just wide receiver Marcus Peters. I would almost guarantee you we pick up his fifth year option and then he doesn't come back after that. I mean, we're probably just, we probably used a third round pick to buy three years of hopefully really good production out of a wide receiver. And then I don't know, like franchise and trade him or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I just I'm excited. I'm excited. We that, have our little, this, we this, have our, finally have our gadgety guy. This is for 2025 Flyover State Sports Show. We can worry about this in three years when, whenever we actually need to pay him. Exactly. Or, I mean, when we get to the Super Bowl, he's our number one receiver and we depend on him a bunch. And then he just like beats up a vacuum cleaner and we just lose another player to a vacuum, vacuum cleaner. But uh, uh, no, that, that's all I have to add on the Chiefs. Who do we play this week? The Chargers. Game for Chargers. Go, Chargers. Go. Uh, that game got flexed out to Sunday night, um, which is good because I have a long day of coming back from Las Vegas on Sunday. So I will get to watch the game. Hopefully I will not fall asleep during the game. Um, I already get my score. 35-21. Chargers beat up. Chiefs good. Chargers bad. Yep. Um, I'm going to say Chiefs 34 uh, with two mid made field goals as Buckner kind of like figures it out. Um, and then I don't know, Chargers like 19, some just weird shit like that because they're the Chargers. Brandon Staley is going to go for it, uh, two I, twice and miss that. Twice. That team is so injured and broken. And like, I don't think Brent, at this point, I think it's pretty safe to say that Brandon Staley's just like not a good head coach. And eh, eh, I don't know. Uh, that roster is so good, and they've won so little. They didn't even make the playoffs last year, and they didn't have injuries. No, I, I get that. It, it's trending in a direction to where, like, I like Brendan Staley, like, as a decision maker, if that makes sense. Yes. I don't know if him and his staff rally the troops well enough. Um, the, it, it feels very much like a coordinator change for the Chargers postseason. Yeah, I- yeah, and then kind of a prove it year. Uh, because I mean, I don't think anyone would sit here and say that Justin Herbert hasn't like looked worse than last year, which is kind of one of the funny things because he lost like both of his weapons and now suddenly he's not as good as everyone thought he was. No, I, that happened. Last week. I agree. Like this stretch of the 
Chiefs is kind of weird. Like you have the Chargers, which everybody like was jerking off there for a little while. You have the Rams, which ev- they're hurt too. Everybody was excited for them. You have the Bengals, which Chase might not be back. And then you got the Broncos, which was highly touted at the beginning of the year. And then we got the Houston Texans. <laughs> it's like <laughs> go back to like our preseason predictions for the Chiefs, and oh, it was just like the op- complete opposite in terms of like, man, the schedule just gets so difficult late in the year. Like we got the Broncos, we got the Chargers, we got the Bengals right in man, a row. The schedule gets. And now it's just like I don't respect any of those teams. And then so. it's like, and then it's like, oh, yeah. then we, because then we looked at it, we're like, oh, then we got the Houston Texans and then the Seahawks. But the Seahawks aren't that bad right now, so it's like the it, the schedule's just been weird this year, man. <laughs> so it, with, in my opinion, know. like, hey, I just, that's why the NFL stands for not for long, man. Oh yeah, and I with this game, like I, the last game, twenty seven was twenty seven to twenty four. It was a battle. It was till the end. I I don't think it's going to be like that this game. I think the Chargers are kind of, I don't know. I feel like they've been gut-checked. They're, they're flailing. Yeah, they've been gut-checked here over the past couple weeks. Um, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, Keenan Allen is expected to come back and practice this week. So, like, maybe but, Herbie gets a weapon back but also this motherfucker's been out the whole year with a hamstring injury so like is he 100% is he going to play at all like like bottom line this Chargers team is just fucking beat up decimated their offense did you they play one game and then like go back on injury yeah well no he played okay. like a half of a drive and he played like two drives the first game of the season so the dude's played three drives this entire season yeah, so that's what I thought. I thought he, like, started playing one game and then, like, left with injury. Like, I thought so, that was, like, a fever dream or something no, that right, I had. Right before the bye week, too. He literally came back the game before the bye week and then re-injured. Why? I, uh, you're preaching to the choir. That, that's what yeah, Because Brendan, Brandon Staley told him so. So uh, here's who here's the injury part for the Charger. Here's the injury Brandon Staley for the should not have trusted those trainers. Uh, they've, they've been like Tyrod that. Taylor. They've been like that for the past couple of years, I feel like. The past couple of years, they've been... The Tyrod Taylor, as an example, for why not to trust the Chargers trainer. But here's their injury report for the Chargers. You got Keenan Allen, DeAndre Carter, Gerald Everett, which is a pretty big deal. Dustin Hopkins, oh, a kicker. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he was hurt, too. Donald uh, Parham season. Khalil Mack, Trey Pippins, Pipkins, which is their starting offensive tackle. Chris Rump, which isn't a bad linebacker. You got J.K. Scott, their punter, which was Ill, out ill today. Punter the injury report. Both their punter and their kicker are on the injury report. And then Mike I knew Williams. that Bagley was on the injury report, but like, how did their whatever? I don't. So like, this isn't they, the first time the Chargers have had like their kicker on the injury report either. I remember one time, like, I don't remember who it was. was it, it may might have been like Novak. I don't remember, but he like tore his ACL on a kickoff once. So. I've I've got the Chiefs winning this one pretty sight and sound, like you know, like that thirty-five. You know, I'm going to go with what you guys are saying about thirty-five to seventeen. Keep keep in mind too, Damn. beans. I don't think that injury report like counts players that are currently on IR because you missed um, their corner uh, that I missing and Mike you also Williams. Missed Mike Williams. Yeah, so it's yeah. like that. They're just decimated. <laughs> they're done. Rough. They're beat up. Yeah. yeah. They, that's a team I wouldn't want to play in the playoffs if they ever got hit back to healthy. But, like, right now, like, they're like a spade dog. 
Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. So, Gavin, you want to take us through some hitting quickers? Yes. Um, nah, we had I, Gavin, I need you to stop right where you are because we're leading off with fucking Jeff Saturday. Yeah, that's <laughs> where I was going. We have what the, what the fuck, fuck was these? that? Jesus it's Christ, time for me to be victory lap my uh, Jeff Saturday take from a week ago. I said season. Wow, he gets to. Jeff I don't even Saturday. know what's going on. He, he gets yeah. to Jeff Saturday and he starts cutting out. Yeah, it's a uh... man. Fuck this. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to victory lap Jeff Saturday going one zero when I said he'd go five and three. Roger Goodell doesn't want you to. No. Dude, okay. All I'm saying is, is all Jeff Saturday has to do is go four and three. Now he only needs to win more games than he loses the rest of the way. He's playing the Eagles next week, dude. Jeff Sat. Jeff Saturday knocks off the Eagles. Oh, baby. We are going to have some fucking conversations. We're going to start a fucking dialogue out here. Jeff Saturday's better than fucking uh, all the coaches. I'm a genius. Do you think Jeff Jeff Saturday's absolutely better than Josh McDaniels? We figured that out. Yeah. I mean, he's he's in Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the moral of the story is so fucking poor, he'd fire fucking josh mcdaniels today yeah there's uh moral of the story here is like and i i do the new coach bump like i think that that was the majority of what we saw this last weekend um we talked about that last week like they're gonna come out and be like energetic and whatever they got a new coach um i think that the biggest thing the jeff saturday hiring shows us is that anybody can win a game in the nfl literally anybody that has any amount of football knowledge at any level from anywhere at all. Um, so I'm not sure what that says about, cause I'm, that's that idea that the NFL is like, just keeps all of their people in the same circle. That way nobody from the outside can get in and figure out that they're all idiots. They just are all in their own idiot circle and they don't ever go out. Um, the other side of this is the Raiders obviously suck. Uh, the Raiders have, I think it was the Las Vegas. I sent you guys a text. It was like the Las Vegas, the um, LA, and one other rebrand of Raiders had blown three or five 17 point leads. Um, so, like, pre merger in the NFL, and they've blown three this year. Like, just <laughs> incredible. Just amount of mismanagement. This team sucks. Um, Josh McDaniels is a terrible coach, especially Dude, when he's Josh not cheating. McDaniels might be the worst coach. Like, head coach per, like, good coordinator, like, ever. Like, pound for yeah. pound, the worst head coach for being an actual, like, known good coach. You know, and, you know, shout out to Jeff Saturday. The guy is an all-time guy, dude. Like, the most all-time guy, dude, of all time. And I think him and Reggie Wayne and, like, all the people on that staff I think they're just letting loose now. I think they're just gonna the, the reins are off and I think they're just gonna just gonna have fun with it. Gavin? The one thing that I do not understand, there's no explanation other than Jim Ursay just like wanting to prove to all of us that he was not a fucking idiot and he was right, is um like I feel terrible for Frank Wright. This is terrible to Frank Wright. Know um, we know that Je- like Jim Ursay went to him and said, listen. We are benching Matt Ryan. You're not allowed to play him. We are playing Sam Ellinger. I don't care. Like, that's what's happening. You fire Frank Wright after the offense sucks because you made him bench uh, Matt Ryan. And then you hire your best friend 
and then immediately go back to playing Matt Ryan when there's like an obvious reason in his contract to not be playing Matt Ryan. It's just, <laughs> I, I, the level of just like, we, we expect these people again, like all oh, these people, like they're locked in. They're so smart. Like, and like, no, this motherfucker is a dumbass. He has money and he's just doing what he wants so that he can prove to everyone how smart he is. Did it's I just, say last week that they were going to play Matt Ryan? I'm pretty I think sure he I did. did. I think he did. Yeah. I, Dude, I told you. Like, it's, it's. I hate to say that I told you so, but it's the, the easiest thing in life in sports is whenever someone does something stupid, to just it's gonna work. For no <laughs> just, reason. Just trust. It the works process. like seventy five percent of the time. Deion Sanders is the head coach at Jackson State. That like isn't gonna work now. Like he he pulls five star recruits at Jackson State now, and, and now like people from Nebraska want him to be their head coach. And Florida State is like ready to fire their coach that has him like in the top twenty five to hire Dion as their coach. And it's like, oh my god, what's going on? Like fucking um, what's his nuts? Um. John Lynch gets pulled out of the fucking uh, NFL network to be the GM. Suddenly, John Lynch is a good GM. It's like, what the fuck? Like, the only time it didn't work was for the Raiders when they pulled Mike Mayock out of a fucking draft draft show and John Gruden out of ESPN. <laughs> but you know what? It probably was going to work, to be completely frank. Mike That's Mayock the- did technically build a playoff caliber roster last season so you can't say it didn't work it's just because the raiders suck really the raiders are the only thing perpetuating this the raiders are fucking hiring tv analysts and losing and getting defeated by tv analysts so (laughs) high school football high school football coaches whatever he actually i don't know who brought it up it might have been rg3 or something like that i don't even remember but they were like he doesn't even he has like a 500 record in high school like how's he gonna win the nfl and it's like oh he's just gonna let the people who actually know what they're doing do their fucking job and not micromanage i told you i told you they're gonna find out who's bringing the oranges the juice boxes and what hotel they're staying at and guess what it's working he's just he's the dad who just organizes the other dad does he not seem like the coolest dad ever yes yes Yes. like he just seems like a cool dad guy i I will say I don't think that that strategy works when you have Sam Ellinger at quarterback. I think when you have a 36-year-old Matt Ryan that has been in the league forever and can actually just, like, operate an offense because he's done it billions of times before, I think that works, and they might actually have a chance at just kind of, like, managing to figure it out down the stretch with Matt Ryan. Um, I should have trusted Jim Ursay to be just, well, Jim, Jim Ursay and – immediately go back to Matt Ryan to prove us, uh, prove his wrong decision. Correct. Um, but, uh, here we are. Yeah. Anybody can be a coach. That's, that's the moral of the story. Sydney can be a coach. I can be a coach. This cup could be a coach. This court could be a coach. This pen could be a coach in the NFL. Look, this pen drew this schematic of K-State's offense from earlier in the season. Like it's just, it's right there. It's just, all this shit, anything that shows up, it doesn't even have to have a pulse. It can just sit on the sideline. The clipboard, the clipboard. It just has to organize uh, orange slices. 
I'm I'm sad that we pay media analysts millions of dollars to do nothing but come on and convince us that these people have any amount of brain function when they step on a football field. Like I the- actually okay. I I got a shout out um Cody Totten one time because I like talked to her one time about like how smart like I think it was like like general coaches where like some coaches are like really smart and like know like what they're doing for football and she was like absolutely not like most of them are idiots and I was like how so and she was like well a lot of them played so a lot of them have brain damage so like yep. they can't be that smart and I you know what she sounds like a Cody's really fucking smart, and I know she doesn't have any fucking brain damage. She might be on to fucking something. Maybe all these coaches do have brain damage. Yep. The, so maybe, the NFL maybe Saturday just has as much brain damage as any other coach, so he's just as smart. The NFL pushes concussions and that this is a serious problem because our former players have CTE, but then promotes the idea that former players as coaches are actually super smart and like really good critical thinkers. Well, think Bro, about the really he smart didn't coach. Exist when Jeff Saturday played. Think about this real real quick. Think about the good coaches right now. Bill Belichick didn't play in the NFL. Andy Reid didn't play in the NFL. Mike Leach, really smart coach, didn't play in the NFL. Seeing a trend? Yeah, they have uh, brain damage. Did Mike Vrabel play in the NFL? Yes. Yeah, okay. dude, dude was like knocking sense, dudes though. out for a living. No, no, that makes sense. He's literally just like, I'm going to take this giant running back and I'm going to run him into the back of the offensive guard as fast as possible. Oh, God. Over and over until Mike, we get a first down. That means Mike Derek Henry is really going to be a good football coach, to his essence. Yeah. <laughs> he yep. literally took like the progression of NFL offense and said, and really nah. said, okay, everyone is zigging towards spread offenses and smaller defenses to stop spread offenses. So I'm going to get the biggest running back I can find, the bi- the best offensive line I can make, as many tight ends as possible, and I'm just going to run the ball for four yards a carry for like 80 times a game. Yep. And that no, makes I him know. a genius. <laughs> I think we've hit Jeff Saturday on the head. Dude, I think we hit Jeff Saturday really well. Um, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about KU basketball beating Duke. I thought I wanted to talk about that Bills. Versus, I wanted to talk oh. about Bills versus Vikings. Yes. Okay. Well, then I will mention oh. Grady Dick. Great name. Great ended up name. closing the game out for uh, KU last night against Duke. I wish I could speak more on this game. I fell asleep because the Kentucky Michigan State game. Went into double overtime, and I fell asleep halfway through the second half of the KU game. So, fuck Kentucky and fuck Michigan State, because I had I, I woke up on my couch at like two in the morning and didn't even give a shit who won the game. I feel like Grady Dick is gonna be that even new know. Grayson Allen. Grady Dick is probably gonna be Connor Brown again, or Christian yeah. Brown, excuse me, Christian Brown, Christian yeah. Brown. I don't know why it's Connor Brown. So, um, so the but bill, yes, so, um, I don't know. Um, man, I was gonna basically <laughs> you, say you were like the king of that. So, like, so, um, <laughs> it's like yeah, I, I stopped because I thought you were going to keep talking. You know, no. you'd think that I would be better at this 44 episodes in, no. uh, but no, you can't be a good at podcasting until someone buys your merch. So, 
Yeah, so buy the merch. Yes, yeah, so um, buy our merch. So, so Bills versus Vikings, like, that game was fun. It was fun. Was this fun. was, in terms of, like, swings, just a crazy-ass game. And when is when are people going to start talking about the fact that Josh Allen leads the NFL in interceptions? And- I was going to mention that, yes. Uh, yeah, never, he because only, only Mahomes is bad when he throws interceptions. Yes. Everyone else is a gunslinger. He's like having far. So, like, Josh Allen, like, remember his rookie year when he threw all those interceptions? Yeah. He, he has regressed back to rookie year Josh Allen. Rookie year that Josh is Allen. That's what it looks like. Exactly. I, I wonder and, how much his elbow is contributing. It, that's to this. what I'm wondering, too. Like, a lot of that, like, elbows really affects a quarterback, throwing arm and non throwing arm. Like, it doesn't matter which arm it's on. And, I think it might be bothering him, but like they have a lot riding on him right now. So it's kind of hard to say, but that game was so fun, electric, exciting. And like you said, there were so many swings. The NFL needed that. That was that day was hard because you had the Munich game at 930. You had the Chiefs game. And then right there at the tail end, you had another really good game of the Bills Vikings. And it's like, come on, NFL. Um, like, I need I'm, I need a break here. I need to like get some sunlight. I need to breathe a little I bit. I need to get out and go touch some grass. I need yeah. to I need to like take a piss, but like there's football from 9:30 until midnight. Like I can't, I don't know how to function it's a right great now. Day. It was great. It was awesome. I love it. I uh I am so upset because I didn't turn that Vikings game on. Because, like, I was going to tutor my brother. So I didn't turn it on. I was setting up my tutoring session. And then all I see is, like, te- like five messages saying, holy fuck, Justin Jefferson. Dude, that I'm was... like, what did he do? And it's like, he made a crazy catch. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Justin Jefferson obviously just made, like, an awesome, like, you know, no. weird catch. And then I watched the replay, and I was like, you did not tell me that Justin Jefferson made one of the all-time great catches of all time where he's falling away and one hand snags, steals an interception. We like we, that, have that, to, we have to talk about it. OBJ catch or Justin Jefferson catch? It's like, OBJ. No, 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 no. It's no longer OBJ anymore. Justin Jefferson. That that pass. The OBJ nah, pass is like. It's OBJ to me. No, that that pass, pound like, you pound. know how hard, you know how hard, I get it, OBJ, like, he's falling back, the the corner's pushing him away, it was a terrible throw, but do you realize how hard it is to steal a throw with one, with yeah, yeah, I, I, I get the whole hands? thing, I, I get it all, Beans, I understand all of that, if the DB just tries to deflect the ball away, he probably doesn't make the catch, so, uh, I, and, yeah. I like my the reality on that throw is neither d- the defender nor Justin Jefferson actually had possession of the football until like Justin Jefferson's about to land anyways. Like OBJ did all of the work on that catch. Really, yeah, I think like, the defender the being kind is, of helped Justin Jefferson. I, I think catch. I think with this ha- catch though, it like the don't, um, I, I don't the, the, want beans real quick, right? If I do not want you to say moment where like gravity of catch because i don't care because then david tyree's helmet catch is like the best catch of all time which but it, it's no up one, there is it not because of it's the up there but in. if i said what's the best catch you've ever seen you're not gonna say the helmet catch 
because it's objectively just a guy going up, grabbing it, and pin. He high points a ball and pins it to his helmet. Like it's iconic, but like it's the most iconic catch of all time. OBJ's catch is a thousand times better than going up high pointing high pointing the football and pinning it to your helmet. Santonio Holmes literally had a better catch the next year. I don't know. Maybe it's just because of recency bias. I don't know. I yes, that catch it is recency awesome. bias. People were asking if George Pickens' catch earlier that she was better than OBJ's. I don't People aren't. That one. Here, here's how you, dude. Go look up the George Pickens catch. It's like I know, I know which good. catch you're talking about, but it's like no. Here's the thing. Here's how you know it's the OBJ catch is the number one because here's what will happen. People will go back in in one year's time. Someone will make a crazy catch, and they'll be like, "Was that catch better than Justin Jefferson?" They won't say that. They'll say, "Was that catch better than OBJ's?" That's the one that they'll say. Yes. Yeah. And whether it's whether it's just because it's the original one, sure. But, like, if you're looking at just catch, it's OBJ. Because OBJ just gets fucking, like, hound-dogged. There was a P.I. on that play. Cowboys, by that Cowboys corner. And then he just falls backwards, extends his arm all the way out of bounds, one-hands it on, like, a C. Because his body's, like, basically a C and just pulls it in. Like, it was nothing. Like, again, Justin Jefferson's catch was elite. Justin Jefferson is elite. I don't know. By the way, speaking of Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson is a top blank receiver. Like, now? Yes. Like, as of today. Heck, you can go before the game. I don't give a shit. I don't think this um, game really changed anything that I thought of him. Do I have to give a, like, formal ranking? I can't just tier them because nope. they're the same? You can, no, you can just I would say, have to say top like, blank. I say top top four, five, top five? Top three. Top three? Top yeah, because, like, Tyree, maybe. you have Justin Ty- Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's best receiver in the NFL. I don't care what anyone says. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek and A.J. Brown are right there. Yeah, Tyreek, A.J. I, I don't. I love Reek and everything. Justin Jefferson is better. I think like pound, pound for pound. My dogs are going crazy upstairs. I think like pound for pound, like Justin Jefferson might be better. But as far as electrifying factors, like Tyreek provides just a different like skill level. I don't know. I like, yeah, I'd have to like Justin Jefferson away easier than Tyreek. I think I need like three more beers to like decide that one. I. I personally would take Justin Jefferson over everyone in the NFL. I think he's the most consistent receiver. I think that he is. I think he is the most consistent elite receiver that has everything you would want in a package. I agree. Like he, he went from being a rookie to being number one, like that. He is on pace to break like yardage yardage records, which is incredible. He won't break them because Jerry Rice's records are going to stand for goddamn forever. Forever. Literally forever. Justin Jefferson might finish with like a better per game average than Jerry Rice. He will not play as long enough to catch Jerry Rice. Yeah, I agree. Anyways, we completely glossed over the fact that the Bills choked the game because they got the ball on the one yard line and then fumbled in the end zone. Yep. We just glossed over that one. This uh we also glossed over the fact that the Bills got away with a not catch catch during their yeah. field goal drive. That's a uh, ball. Don't lie. That's uh, that, that's what happens there. 
<laughs> you know, okay. We Sam, also you... lost over the fact that the Bills got to run one play with 12 people during overtime. Like, on we the goal saw line. that. So, yeah. Sam, so we... you brought up, you brought up like a very, like, a uh, key point, like, not that long ago, how like Josh Allen is like one of the better um, QB sneakers because he pauses and then hits the hole. Yes. He just decided not to take the ball. He decided not to do that this time. <laughs> There's like no. Well, no, if you watch, if you watch the replay, that's what he does. Though, is he like let the offensive line fire, and then he was going to go. He just didn't get the ball. Just didn't have the ball in his hand. I, I don't know. I, I thought of that. Like they're watching the play. Like Sam said, he was like the best QB sneak, and then like you well, have, no, to have I the didn't ball to sneak the it. So Tom Brady was the best. Tom Brady's the best QB sneak. But you, I think, yeah. But Josh you said Allen Josh is Allen. very good at how he runs quarterback sneaks. Is what I was getting at. Yes, but um, no. Yes, no. That that play should have been cash money. Um, I'm not sure if that was Josh Allen's fault or the center's fault. I didn't really rewatch it. I think the anticipation, like, I think with Josh Allen anticipating it, I think it could have been on him. Um, I, that doesn't surprise me, to be completely frank. Um, that is one of those plays, in my personal opinion, I feel like that's just on the quarterback because the worst thing that happens to you in that situation is a safety, which yes. means you're still winning the game. The Vikings have no timeouts, like 30-some seconds left. So... Um, yeah, that's bad on Josh, but again, Josh just needs to get the ball and use his six, five frame and like, just get out of the end zone. Like he's strong enough and big enough to just do that. I, I really think that like the fumble in a like big moment there completely allows people to just gloss over the fact that this game shouldn't have even been close. No, Josh yeah. interceptions. Especially interceptions yeah. in the end zone were like the only reason this game was even still a thing. Well, and I mean that one on fourth down, dude. Like, take the goddamn field goal for Christ's sakes, man. Coaches hate points. Maybe that's why Jeff Saturday is a genius because he just takes points. He literally said that in his coat in his conference too about going for it on fourth downs. Is just like I'm an offensive lineman. I work hard for those points, so I think you know where I stand on like. <laughs> Yes. No, I mean, like, is Jeff Saturday just smart for, like, taking points? He might be. That might make him a top, like, 16 coach. Because everyone just wants to piss away points for no fucking reason. Yep. No, um, I think that game was incredible. Um, Beans, we have uh, the edge in Manhattan here. What am I? Yeah, so, okay, we've been to Manhattan a lot lately, and, like, I work in Manhattan. I drive by the bill every day. And, like, I see these signs along the road, and it says The Edge. And I'm like, what does The Edge have to do with Manhattan or anything like that? Yeah, I know. And it's like, why are these signs saying The Edge? I guess Manhattan just approved of a development there on the north side of Bill Snyder Family Stadium of, like, $60 billion or whatever. There's going to be, like, a down. Yeah, and it's called because it's The Edge of Manhattan, and it's going to be, like, a business district. Oh, let's go. I don't they're, like Gavin, that. you're muted. They're moving Aggieville over by the I, stadium? It sounds like it's replacing Aggieville. Like it's gonna be like a it's gonna be like a it's gonna be a business district for da- for the edge of Manhattan, right by the bill. So that way during game day, after games, you could just walk over to the edge. That's gonna be the old person place. I can already tell you that. I will be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I don't know. I think it's honestly a good I think that's kind of a good move. I mean, like, I don't know. I, I hate to, like, develop that land too much. As much crap as we garner for being an ag school, I do enjoy the fact that, you know, we just have this, like, billion, eh, not billion, but millions upon millions of dollars stadium just right next to some farmland. I like that about our stadium. Like, when you, whenever you drive down, I don't know what road that is, the next road over – but when you're driving and it's just open, it's a cornfield or a bean field, and then you just see. Yeah, dude, the, I like that. I know yeah. it's great. Or whenever you're sitting in the stadium and you see just it just fits K State so perfectly, and now Where it's just going to be buildings. Like shit. Oh man, I love my search smelling like shit. And then now it's just going to be buildings, and I don't like that. But I'm, call, I'm not call a me huge a fan. Friend, but know. you know, progress is progress. I guess. I guess whatever brings. Money to K State. I don't know. Hey, you gotta pay. Gotta pay those NIL fees somehow. Somehow, I don't. I'll know. pay it with the hundred fifty bushel corn, but apparently <laughs> that wasn't doing the job. That's okay. <laughs> That's the thing, though. Like the ag, the ag, where the ag department, where they. Well, I, I wouldn't be worried about that. Part of the reason we can get rid of that land is because we're getting so fucking good at making crops in smaller areas. So. <laughs> We just yeah. kind of like don't need that area. It's okay. That's I all me, that's by true. the way. So I, I know that's that's all that. you. I yeah. don't know. I'm not a fan Thanks, of it. Gavin. You're giving us a bar district in the edge of Manhattan. It, I, that part was for me. That was uh that's that a, that's for that's me, my happy ass to walk my drunk ass across one road instead of half of Manhattan to get to Aggieville. Well, so. and then like the thing is, there's a house there. What's that house gonna do? Dog, uh, get a fuck ton of money probably to get moved, or stay and be offered more That's what, money. Dude, that would be, be like so fun. House. Be like D Rob's house. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very niche reference to anyone who's listening to this that isn't from Wamigo, specifically from classes 2015 to 2018. That's hilarious. No, so that I just thought that was kind of cool. Um, I saw, I, I've, I've been seeing that and I've been questioning like, what is the edge? And yeah, we're getting a business district by the bill. That's cool. I mean, that's what happens too. When you get those two massive labs approved and a bunch of jobs brought into the town, I think that's a lot of that. Yeah. That edge of town. Like, I mean, that's where I work. There's a new developed rec center over there in Bath. Uh, you know, you got, you know, Bill Snyder's revamping everything. So it's. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Do we but, have uh, anything else that we need to talk about? No, I think uh, we're at a good time. We're at, uh, I think it is time for the thought-provoking moments into our hot take I, for the week. I got I got one thing for you. This is super, super short. What you got? So, basketball, Sacramento Kings. I don't know if you guys have seen this. So, the Kings, like, haven't made the playoffs in goddamn forever, like 20 years. And so, like, there's nothing really to be excited about. So now, whenever they win a game, they shoot a beam, like a purple beam, into the air. And it's become, like, a massive, like, meme in NBA Twitter. And so they're now called the beam team. (laughs) And I shit you not, it's literally just a purple light that gets shot up into the air. And it's just been memed to high heaven. God. Beans is intently about to look this up. Yeah. Well, I've got like 10 lined up, and it's like, which one? Oh, you know what? This one's a good one. Okay, so I at work, I work with a lot of numbers. Like, I, I constantly have to like think of one and two. 
Yeah, like anywhere between one and eight, like that's you know odd numbers. I second base, third base. Yeah, I hate odd numbers. By the way, I I can't deal with them. Fuck yourself, Beans. (laughs) But anyway, what's your favorite number? My favorite number? Yeah, favorite number. Um, oh, my number was fifty-four. I always like that number. Sweet. (laughs) Anyways, so I was looking at this number and I was like, you know. 21 feels way further away from 19 than two. What? Like, think of think of the numbers 21 and 19, and like it feels further than two numbers away. Oh, I get what you're saying. I thought you were trying to say that 19 was closer to two. No, 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 no. I was going to call you a fucking idiot. <laughs> feels way further away from 19 than two. I, uh, I understand what you're saying because you're thinking in football scores. And you're also just thinking in terms of like the 10th place in numbers, yeah. kind of like how things are marked at nine ninety nine instead of $10. Like, dude, I love how gas away. companies think we can't handle the extra uh one tenth of a cent. They gotta like mark it down one tenth of a cent Dude, so that way we'll yeah, buy that. That's are defensive about that one cent. Dude, but see like it's like, like a tenth of a cent. Like, if I were to see something that was marked at a dollar and another thing that was marked at ninety nine cents, I would probably buy the thing. <laughs> I would probably buy the thing You'd at buy a the dollar thing. just for just just for convenient purposes because it's a dollar. <laughs> Dude, how many times do you tell people to like keep the change? Oh, dude, like, if, if it's you're, like, anything, like, if buying it's... like something that's like five ninety five, and you hand them like six bucks, like are you telling them to keep the change or are you keeping the nickel? If it's over a quarter, I'm taking the change. If it's under a quarter, I'm telling them to keep it. There's no point. Wow, you're you're fucking giving twenty four cents. Yeah. God, just, that's a lot of Jesus beans. That I, you are, just, you are honestly more I'm into say this, this than I am. If the if the if it's just quarters, like if it's like seventy five cents, fifty cents, you know, a quarter, I'm cool with that. If it's like an, a weird number, like you know, like I don't know, eleven or fifteen or even like maybe even thirty three, I'm like, no, no, it's that that's not even cool. Like, just keep it. No, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, no. no how much beans? How much money have you given away in your life? So, so beans. Pro tip: throw all of your change that you don't want into this jar, and then after a while, that jar will eventually get full because it's a set volume. And then when that gets full, you hand it to your bank, and then they take that fake money and they give you real money in exchange. It's awesome. <laughs> No, I have it. I have one of those. If you give away ten cents every, if you give away ten cents like every purchase that you make, how often do I pay with cash? Though that's the thing, though. When people say that, like I don't pay with cash very often. I don't consider quite a bit. No, I don't pay with cash because to me, cash isn't an asset. Like if I have fifty dollars, cash isn't an asset. That's a quote graphic. (laughs) No, cash isn't an asset. I'm out. If I have $500 in my bank account and $50 in cash in my wallet, 
I just have $500. Like, I don't have $550. What what the fuck are you talking about? Give me whatever money you have in your wallet. Have you ever ever been denied cash? No, I've been offered cash. Okay, okay, but like... Please, if you walk up to any motherfucker trying to buy shit and you offer them cash, they're going to take it. You walk up to any motherfucker and try to swipe a car. But I don't like a strip club with a fucking card. Like, there's nowhere to swipe it. Like, you're done. I just don't, I just don't carry cash on me. It's like just, it's, it's an inconvenient purpose. You're in danger. Your argument is that you don't think cash is an asset, which is fucking stupid. No, no, I don't, I don't think it's like anytime I get paid in cash like if somebody like i do a project and it's like 300 dollars, instantly it goes to the bank i don't keep it like there's no point because like i have a card for that reason beans Gavin, yeah Gavin. but like the cash is an asset because it makes your bank account go up beans you're looking at life the wrong way this is an asset this is an asset this is an asset <laughs> Every, everything that you have sitting around you is an asset Blink twice if you're in danger. Beans is very anti-fiat money. Beans, like, no, I'm just. Does Lauren know that you think like this? Oh no, but okay, that's good. Well, don't tell her to fucking listen to this. She'll think you're an idiot. (laughs) No, she's gonna listen to it and she's gonna fucking smack me on the head and say you're a fucking idiot. You know that? Pull a fifty out of your pocket and you're like. No, the thing is, like, I have, I, I legit right now, I have a twenty and like a couple ones in my wallet right now, and it'll probably sit there till the end of time. Yeah, I mean that's good because if your car ever gets fucking like broken, then you have twenty dollars you can spend. No, like, like I said, I if I have five hundred dollars in my bank account, fifty dollars in my wallet, I all I'm gonna say that. is fifty dollars. If someone steals your fucking card. And you cancel I was, it. I was just called. You're gonna wish you had fucking cash on hand, like not an idiot. I mean, I keep emergency cash, but I don't count that. Like it's not. Oh like, yeah, that's but not, not an asset though. No, it's not in my life. Like it, there's no point to it. Like I'm not gonna use well, it. Once it comes into your life, then you know it's gonna fucking mean something. For an emergency. <laughs> <laughs> I um I really don't know where this leaves us. Um, I feel like that was like a hot take in of itself. That might have been the dumbest thing I've ever heard said on this podcast. And that, that we're like we we have set the bar so fucking low that like we've talked about sandwiches that are cut in half or long are bigger than sandwiches cut down the middle. Like oh god, that was even worse. <laughs> I, I forgot about that one. No, let's revisit that one real quick. This is turning into a roast of beans. That is still one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life, beans. I know what I, I feel like I know what you tried to say. It was like, oh, like the hypotenuse of the fucking sandwich is longer than if you cut it, you know, straight ways. And then you backed yourself into a corner and you said something stupid. And here's a chance for you to retract your statement about sandwiches being cut no, in sandwich- half. Sandwiches cut diagonally are bigger than sandwiches cut down the middle. <laughs> yeah, no, the one on the one on that side, the one diagonally is bigger. Uh, beans, the people on uh the podcast cannot understand. What 
on the right side, like bigger to like just just prove you. Excuse my like freehand squares. They are the same size. They have different lines through them to emphasize the point oh, to beans that God. he's a fucking idiot. No, the one on the left is bigger. Which le- no, the one it that is not. Yes. The one that I drew bigger is bigger, first of all. No, um, no, no, no. If you came up to me with a sandwich, I would say, yeah, the sandwich cut diagonally is bigger. Dude, they literally do tests on fucking, like, two-year-olds about uh, fucking volume. <laughs> they, they take a glass of water and pour it into, like, a cylinder that's tall. And then the same glass of water and pour it into one that's, like, wide. And they ask which one is bigger. And okay. the child is the tall one. You're okay. the child in this situation. When you go to McDonald's and you order a small drink, you can pour that small drink into a medium drink. Like it just because it it, it looks bigger. So it is. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it's the same amount of drink. <laughs> Even Will Howard prefers his sandwiches <laughs> cut down the middle. All right. I I prefer my sandwiches cut diagonally, but it's not because they're magically bigger. It's just because they like triangles. I I don't know. I, I don't know either. You know what? This, this was a child. Out, like, Buy our merch. Buy our merch. You know what? But don't Beans, pay cash. I, dude, yeah, don't try paying cash or else Beans will fucking hunt you down. You know Beans, what? Just you been, should just take a shirt money. with a sandwich. Just, it's just a square Beans, this is our next shirt. It's a square with a line diagonally and then a greater than and a square with a line vertically. <laughs> no, it's got to be Flyover go. State Sports Show with a sandwich cut down, cut diagonally. It's more for no, less. Just Flyover State math. Just make it Flyover State math. There you go. The ladies will it, love it. I'm making it right now. Cash is no, not an I mean, asset. You, more for how about less. this? You know what? You can put that shirt on our fucking merch like later. Do it. Do it like at the beginning of the new year. We we've already rolled out. We rolled out a ton of shirts for you guys. I hope you visit the link. And, I would and say who, the link. But who made these shirts? Uh, the guy who fucking thinks diagonally cut sandwiches are bigger than horizontally cut sandwiches or vertically cut sandwiches. I I will say for someone who says that cash isn't an asset and the sandwiches comment like the shirts do look fucking fire. So I don't know how they, this- they look fire. Take a look. Beans is something. I wouldn't say a genius for obvious reasons, but Beans is a very very hard worker, and I do want to thank you, sir. Wait, wait, beans. beans. What? Beans, question. Answer. So you know that game that children play where they put the squares, the different circles into the matching different shapes into the matching holes in their like children toys, right? Yeah. So if you took the square part and you cut it diagonally and then put it back together and try to push it through, would it then not fit? No. <laughs> Because it got bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to hot takes. <laughs> just, just asking hey, questions. Can we even top that? Like, is there anything to even do with hot takes? No, I'm going to really struggle to go back to, like, anything resembling, like, um, sports or, like, meaningful hot takes. Uh, so if anybody <laughs> has anything that's completely off the fucking wall, now's your time. <laughs> Uh, this is your moment. Um, Apparently, cash isn't an asset is taken. 
Um, yeah, Cassius is an asset. Just absolutely take it. Beads, you're precluded from doing another fuck, doing a hot take this week for that take alone. Like you are barred, starred and barred Confederacy. Beans um, has a job. <laughs> they give beans. They pay. They can pay you in cash. Jesus. <laughs> They even pay me cash. You think Veeb says he doesn't want the fucking cash because it's not an asset when they pay him? Don't work because they pay you. They pay me in cash. I just love what I do. That's funny because I tell him that every day. Alright. Um, God, what do I even oh want to do? I'm, I'm going to keep not this take, off topic. But not uh, Uber on topic. So for those that don't know, uh, last week my impenetrable and indestructible Honda Civic um, decimated a raccoon in an Oklahoma drill going 80 miles an hour down the interstate. Um, the only fatality was a quarter of my bumper. Actually, and a raccoon, uh, probably. Oh, uh, <laughs> no, no. For those of you on Wi-Fi, this is what a Honda Civic bumper looks like. Um so if you have one that has the left oh side of it, God. That Jesus side Christ, you dragged the shit out of that. Um, if you have one that's connected, let me know because my car doesn't have one that's connected. <laughs> Bro, um, they bought it. Long story. I hope you like tweet a picture of that beans with my uh, bumper, me holding my bumper in my living room. Um, but uh, so long story short. I figured I'm an engineer. I'm smarter than buying another piece of ship bumper. So instead, I bought a piece of ship pickup to replace the piece of ship bumper this weekend. Um, the actual hot take here is that I think people that like say they know how to drive stick as like a sign of pride and like sign of like, you know, I'm a man because I can drive like a manual transmission. I think you're a fucking idiot now because I bought a, I bought this truck this weekend and um, I just knew it was a 1989 Ford. It had uh, 77,000 miles on it, had good tires, good engine, good transmission. After that, I kind of didn't care because at that point it runs and that's all that matters. Um, I got in and then figured out it was a manual transmission. So I was like, you know, darn it. Like, this sucks. Um, but I'll figure it out. So I proceeded to spend the next hour like driving back in a normal 30-minute drive, figuring out how to drive a manual transmission. Point with that being, like, if I can do that, like, why the fuck do people use just, like, being able to drive a stick shift as, like, a sign of pride when, like, I've never driven one in my life. I just kind of, like, hopped in a truck and... Real-blooded Americans, Gavin. I've uh, just generally can confused that that's a sign of pride for people, that people are, like, proud of themselves for doing this just, like... Like, I overconfidence set in just, like, immediately, like... I got this worthless fucking bumper sitting in my living room. Now I don't even like have to use it. It can just chill out. The Honda Civic's radiator feels like, or the Honda Civic feels like I'm driving a fucking fridge now because it has zero aerodynamics. It is just like a box going down the road. The like coolant line sticking, like the coolant line from the radiator is the furthest thing in front of the vehicle. So if I was to hit Literally anything, the first thing that it's going to hit is like the bloodline of my vehicle is going to get speared into the second raccoon that I fucking hit. <laughs> I can't believe a raccoon did that to your fucking bumper. Jesus fucking Christ. No, 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 no. My bumper did it to the raccoon. That raccoon is fucking gone. All right. So that this bumper, 
This motherfucker, right? Oh, Jesus Christ, he did his fucking job. Okay. This is oh my God, that thing is so that funny. Right. <laughs> I get gas mileage. <laughs> oh my God, dog. To all everyone listening on Apple Pod and Spotify, I. You, you gotta go back and watch this last couple of minutes, man. Oh my fucking Christ. Oh my god. You ever seen movie cars? They should talk like this, right? Dude, right okay, there. all I'm gonna say is hitches and shambles. They took that dude like a fucking month to learn how to drive manual. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I was making, yeah, I was making fun of him for that earlier. Oh my yeah, gosh! Yep, this uh, this my this my bumper. Um, that's my hot take. All right, we're we're ending the show. It's it we do, it doesn't we, get any better than this. We can't we uh, can't. Gavin, does your, Gavin, does your bumper have any last words? Help. <laughs> Buy merch. That's all we got, folks. Um, <laughs> all right, uh, I. Apparently, the children that make these motherfuckers over in China ask for a lot of money because these are even expensive at salvage yards over here, which is bullshit. This is just fucking plastic. But that's okay. Oh, my God. This is so Bro, fucking got a logo on it. It does have a – well, yeah. Well, I can't get my finger right – yeah, that, yeah. I, got I, can go, I can go through the mouth, too. That logo. <laughs> All right, we're done here. Um, <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening to our show today. Thank you to Beans and Gavin for being here for uh, the bumper for making a guest appearance. Uh, He'll be back. Really enjoy you guys uh, purchasing some merch. The description or the link will be in the description of our. It, what's going on? Am I cutting out? No, you're yeah, good. You were. You're you can good. Still here, though. Yeah, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, the link for the merch will be in our Twitter bio, underscore, underscore, F3S, underscore, underscore, F3S. Um, we'll catch you guys later. I can't fucking stand this anymore. I'm laughing too much. Uh, thank you all again for listening. Like, share, subscribe, and we'll see you guys on the flip side. Peace out, God bless, and see you later. You know, it and really possible super glue is like all that we're missing here. Truthfully, like... No. Okay.